All right, Freddie, I have a challenge for you. On the next page, you're going to do the intro read. <laughs> Holy cow. It's like paragraph That's a lot two. of words. Remember, you're Freddie. Okay. Hey, what's up? I'm TJ Majors, and we're back <laughs> after a wet and wild weekend at Martinsville. Today, we'll discuss a massive backstretch pileup, NASCAR testing short track rain tires, and Rick Ware racing drama. This should be a fun one. Here we go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 car and full house. Brett Griffin, spotter of Doug Kobe's Modified this past weekend in Martinsville. My next race is Talladega Super Speedway up on the roof. Somebody asked me why you were spotting. I was like, I don't know. He wants to. What's up, Freddie Kraft? Not a hundred percent sober. <laughs> and you look like it. Um, what happened? Where'd you go? Yeah, what are you doing? So my yeah. big, my biggest disappointment last night was I went to Josh Berry's house. It might have been a little late. It might have been like one o'clock. Jesus, that's and he, not a little late. That's a little was, early. He was sleeping at one. Your first Xfinity win. How the f are you sleeping at one o'clock in the morning? I don't well, know. he's not you. So I was disappointed. You didn't even win and you're drunk, so you're enough for him. Hold on. <laughs> anyway, uh, Freddie Kraft spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton, and I did a modify. Oh, Ron Silk. Not, nothing went well for me this weekend, so <laughs> we're going to skip Martinsville. Casey, how are you? I'm just swell. How are you? Great. How's our producer, Jason? I'm great. Brett saw me at the track. I cool. did. I was walking in my car when it started raining on fr- what night was that, Jason? Friday, Friday night. Yep. And some guy goes, hey, Jason, there's Brett. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? And Jason was drinking a Bud Light, TJ, instead yeah, of a white probably call. empty. And I was like, yeah, shots in that bag. I'll take a shot with you real quick. He didn't have any many bottles. <laughs> he probably saw you and grabbed someone else's can real quick. <laughs> hey, let me see that. <laughs> let me look like a man yeah. right now. Hey, hold on. Let me hold that for a minute. Yeah. I just needed proof that. I don't drink White Claws. And there it is. Brett saw me in person with it. Bud Light. I was proud of you. That honestly doesn't mean anything, Jason, because you still drink White Claws. Were you wearing We've a, seen pictures of your place. Were you wearing a Dale claws. Jr. download shirt? No. I was wearing a Dale Jr. sweatshirt, but that was because it was cold, and that's the only thing I had. It was not cold. It was cold. 70 what? degrees is not cold. The weather did suck all weekend, though. The weather was pretty bad. I mean, just Are you me? Really? three nights of it. Thursday night. Friday night. Saturday night. Brett, are you allowed to comment on, like, anything? Brett's not, for one thing, Brett is not allowed to go to any race he's not supposed to go to anymore. <laughs> because he went to the modified race that he's never been to. Rained. He went to the Xfinity race that he shouldn't have been at. Rained. I didn't go Saturday night. Still rained. <laughs> so might as well bring an extra pair of clothes to Talladega. Yeah. <laughs> bring a change of clothes. I will say this. Spotting a modified is really fun. Yeah, I, I would 100. I've tried to tell you that's this your first for modified race ever. Yeah, first modified oh, wow, race yeah. ever. They're and pretty good. I would 100 percent do it again. But there was a moment when I was confused because the caution came out and the crew chief said, "We're going to take three tires right here." And I was like, "What? Wait, what?" <laughs> so then the next caution, "We're going to take one tire right here." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" I am super. I can't help you guys right now. Uh, and and having been a spotter and having helped with strategy and all that stuff over the years, like I literally was lost. I was out to lunch. But I will say this: if you're a good modified spotter, you could be a cup spotter 
because those cars are humming around the, 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 the track. It's not an easy race to spot. Like, it's hard enough for me to be able to say, if you can do that, if you're good at it. Look, there's some guys that, that didn't appear to be say, too good could, at it. Because <laughs> I saw what looked like a plane crash coming out of four at one point. <laughs> uh, but outside of that, man, if you're a good modified spotter, you need to keep your head down and keep working hard because you can make it to the Cup Series. I don't know how Freddie made it to the Cup Series. <laughs> We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I, was, I was on the edge of a decent modified spotter at one point. I just have to say. Don't you, say it. <laughs> you look like. Wyndham just texted me. Is Chad finally leaving? Is he coming home? Because Wyndham thinks. Wyndham thinks. He can't even talk. Wyndham <laughs> thinks that you're mad at Chad. One thing I didn't like about the modified spot, though, TJ, is the modified (laughs) spotters, I thought it was 1987 and Winston was still our sponsor. They smoking and vaping, (laughs) and I was, I mean, I just saw a chance I caught lung cancer up there on that roof. I will never understand why NASCAR as a sanctioning body even allows smoking on the roof during the race. It is, it's a distraction to people that don't smoke, and I don't want to inhale the So that is the only thing that I didn't like. I don't think they do. They don't allow it's, smoking it's on not, the You're not supposed to smoke well, on the well, Let me tell you something. They look like a choo-choo train up there. I kept looking at Freddie. I was like, who the f*** is smoking now? And you look down there, it'd be like eight of them. Puff, puff, pass. I'm like, jeez, man. Burn them if you got them, I guess. All right. Ah. We're, we got so, to rush through the show because Brett's got something to do today. So. And he didn't bring Chick-fil-A, so we're we have, We're again. recording an hour earlier. This is why I'm extra drunk. <laughs> This is like the third or fourth time this year we're just moving the show to Brett's schedule. Whatever so. Brett needs. Yeah. Sorry, guys. The, the guy don't even spot anymore now. I know. And he's literally going to party in Nashville. That's why he's leaving. I, oh, so. no. He's going to work. He's going to work. No. This He screwed me over on this whole deal because we were supposed to do this after Talladega, and all of a sudden he changed it on me. So now I can't go to Nashville. Now I've got to watch him go to Nashville. It's great. So we're, we're throwing a party in Nashville at Old Red on Friday night of the Nashville weekend. Everybody's invited. It's not a private you're party. Such a, you're such a liar. Everybody's invited. Now, if you can't get in, I can't help it. <laughs> but you're invited. They're not going to let the whole world in the bar. There is an occupancy thing per the fire marshal, right? But but literally, we're going to throw a gigantic party in Nashville Friday night, and, and I hope you all can make it if you're listening. A gigantic party. So what is the occupancy of the place? I don't that's know. That's how big the 27 <laughs> people. Yeah. I will tell you that next Monday. I'm going to meet with a general manager this afternoon at Old Red in Nashville at uh, 4 o'clock. And what, then, and what then I'll have a lot more party? details. I'll, I'll let you know that too, but it's going to start early. Like I'm going to start. Well, at no, like, we don't need early because I can do the truck race. No, nah, I'm going to start at like a six o'clock. So it's going to be. So it'll be over by the time I get there. No, nah, yeah. it won't be it'll over. It'll be Josh Barry. It'll yeah, be I'll be, I'll be Josh. Brett will be sleeping by the yep. time I get there. So speaking of Josh, I can't Barry, even drink. I got. I'm, I'm, I'm the host of the party. I can't even drink during. That's a lot. Okay, <laughs> Jason's going to yell at me. <laughs> speaking of do. Josh Barry, how about that? That was awesome. Yeah, I it was mean, exciting. As, as happy as Josh Berry is, I met a fan yesterday that was way happier than Josh Berry was. You met this his mom? Great, this is a great story. So I'm sitting in my car. I took a picture of – there's a staircase right in front of me, and people were coming up the staircase all day. So I said, if you guys aren't waving at me, we can't be friends. Well, when I took that picture, it was a mistake because I made a lot of friends after that. But So I see a guy behind me at the fence. He's like, Freddie! He's like, all right. So I roll the window down, and the guy's like, hey – I just made fifteen thousand dollars betting on Josh Berry. He bet like three hundred dollars on Josh Berry at plus four thousand five thousand. Must have been plus five thousand, yeah. Uh, and he he made he's like I just made fifteen grand, and he was planning on getting real drunk for the rest <laughs> of the evening. And I do not blame him. But 
Good for Josh Berry. I don't know what Casey and Jason are working up here. What's the most money you've ever won in Vegas? Or won anywhere off gambling? Gambling? Not, I mean, not really, not much. Uh, maybe two grand. Like, TJ, what's the most share one off gambling? Uh, maybe a three, four hundred. That's it? Yeah, I don't, I've never gambled. He's not a lot. gambler. I'm I mean, gambler. I figure one of your fantasy pools, you never won one of those. Does the stock market count? Because <laughs> that's pretty much mean, gambling. Have you ever won any money? You know, oh, I made two hundred fifty dollars at the wizard slots in Kansas. The what? Wizard. That's the most you ever won. Mm-hmm. Awesome, John. Jason, Jason, have you gambled yet? Nah, you need to teach me the ways. Oh. What do you want to oh, learn? I know nothing. So hey, I feel he'll free kill to teach it. Me. We'll go to Vegas. You know, you should go. You should go with Denny. To, to Vegas. No. no, 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 don't. Denny no. spends fifty grand to make Denny five grand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've gambled with Denny before. He, I mean, back He's in the, the day best. when this course light was around and we were always out there in Vegas, that kid. Poor I, Rachel, Miss Coors Light. You know, she's now married to Austin. She got stuck married Denny, to Austin. Denny's sitting there playing big money and Austin's sitting beside him playing $25 a hand. <laughs> and I'm like, but now Austin, Austin, the new Austin plays for a lot more than that. But the old Austin back then, and then he'd lose his money and then Denny give him a chip and then he'd cash <laughs> that in and get him some green and keep going. But, no, I, hey, good for that kid, man. Uh, sports – Sports betting's took taken off. I mean, look at our sport. We've got MGM uh, in in play now. We've got Win in play. Win had a big presence there, and uh, and wherever the hell we were, Martinsville. That was Martinsville. And I I, I personally uh, love sports betting. Um, it's unfortunate that we can't do it in every state, but it's it's coming. I mean, Richmond just passed it, uh, but but I think there's seven states now that you can have the, the I don't bet MGM why why. It's not legal in every state. I mean, I'm a big gambler. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I don't understand why you have to go to New Jersey to bet. There's a casino there, right? Yep, yep. There's wow. some sports book, sports book in Dover. Uh, but, I mean, obviously Vegas. But it's coming everywhere. I mean, technology is just taking it everywhere. But the thing is, it's if you want to gamble, you're going to find a way to gamble. You I know what I mean? Think it, I mean, if it's – I don't know. I think it helps our sport, you know. Doesn't it help that state? As well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Big Why wouldn't I mean think about the yeah. taxes? Yeah, big and- I think the problem is they don't want people to abuse it and it increase their homeless, you know, situation and and it screw people's lives up. And I get that, man. I mean, it's it's hard to do for some people. I but mean, if they're going to screw their lives, if they're going to do it one way or another, they, they, yeah, sure. I, I agree with you. But I, I'm a, I think it helps our sport because you, when you have fantasy players, when you have people like that, I mean, how how hard do you think this guy was cheering for Josh Berry yesterday? <laughs> That guy, oh my God! You I mean he was probably screaming yeah. his guts out, right? Um, which which makes it fun, man. So I, I, I enjoy. I don't really only play football because it's the only thing I really know anything about. But anyway, speaking of speaking of people celebrating, how about the signs that we were getting to? I saw I saw a very good Joey Logano. <laughs> sign. Racing posted like all the pictures, and the Joey Logano one was honestly my, my favorite. Uh-uh. You didn't see it? No. I didn't Hold see on, it. let me find it. The one with the little kid. The kid. Yeah. 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 Some of these tweeted at us. Uh, Xfinity Racing did all of them. They did like my, a. It's in my timeline about Chase. seventeen times. Yep. So hmm. the perfect son doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> there's this guy holding up his kid who's a Joy Logano fan. No, no. no. Look at the sign. He's Are not a Joey Logano fan. Oh. <laughs> Joey Logano's any fans? Yeah. Oh. So did you see the kid? Is the that only the kid Joey Logano fan is here. Is that the kid with the hat on the eighteen hat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah how'd that work out? Oh. Hmm. Uh, you you think Bush erect him on purpose? We're talking about him spot on spot off. We are? Yeah. Yes. Well, let's go. Yeah. All right. First up, let's hear more about our incredible presenting sponsor, OfferPad, who, Brett, I mean, you just tweeted up a storm. Did you get any good coverage on OfferPad people going to the site? Of course I did. People love my Twitter. Most people. Some people get mad. 
and I don't care. No, they can't see it anymore, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> the best is when I like I retweeted something you said the other day. I can't remember what it was right now. And I got blew up. It, like, I wish I could see that tweet, but Brett blocked me for... Somebody said that, yeah. <laughs> so I, I got 10 of them. I like, feel like you get that a lot. Oh, I get it all the time because he's got everybody blocked. Okay, Nobody anyways. blocks more than Brett. Like, Brett block. If You, you say block one, more than Brett, but that's in real life, I not on Twitter. So here's what happens, TJ. If you say something that I think is dumb... <laughs> Block right. right away. If I block you, but then I go look at everybody that clicked. That they, if they like the fact that you said something against me that was dumb, I block. Let me tell you something. Brett, Jeez, oh Brett has expanded his blocking game because now he is he is somehow morphed to Facebook. Like there's people on Facebook. He's you he's have, found a person on I Facebook think, and then blocked them on I'm Twitter. Gonna, like, I'm gonna I don't do understand I'm works. gonna do a tweet. I want everybody Ooh. who was blocked by Brett. To, to comment, <laughs> to comment on the tweet, I feel like there needs to be a support group or something because everybody will tweet us bashing you. It trickles so. over into mine because it's people tweet me and go, "I would respond to TJ, but he has me blocked." And I'm sitting there reading. I'm like, "Dude, you're not blocked. I'm reading it. You're <laughs> yeah, not like, blocked." I, I don't I, like people just assume that I that I got him blocked too. All but. right. Well, what I was trying to get at is go to tweet. Brett, if you're not blocked, go to Brett's page, and he talks all about OfferPad. Make sure you go to the site, check him out. You just get some Denny Hamlin Casey, swag. just put a post out and just say this is Brett's blocked thread, <laughs> and see how many <laughs> people re- see how many people respond to it. <laughs> okay, done. All right, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. This is the one. Let's sell. Gotcha. Home selling with OfferPad is as easy as welcome to OfferPad. How can we help? We want to sell our home to buy this one. Cool. Sell to buy. Yep. Sell Express. Cash offer in 24 hours and a free move. We let you choose your closing date. We're ready. Close in 14 days. Okay. We're moving fast. Let's do this. Go team. Take control. Selling is easy with OfferPad Express. Request your free offer today at OfferPad.com. be a hassle but not with our friends at OfferPad. OfferPad is the easiest way to sell your home. You can go to OfferPad.com right now and have a cash offer on your home within 24 hours. TJ, tell them how to do it. Yeah, Casey, if Chad doesn't come home soon, you can log on to OfferPad.com and click the sell tab and click on request your offer. Don't worry, he's moving out. (laughs) Then take just five minutes to tell OfferPad about your home. First, provide them with your address, and then you have the option to show them photos of your home or do a virtual walkthrough. Within 24 hours, you'll be glad you listened to us and have a cash offer on your home waiting for you. So go sell your home with OfferPad today. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot off. NASCAR tested short track rain tires at Martinsville last week. Brett. Spot off. We should have tested them Friday night and Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I don't know exactly where it goes from here. I haven't reached out to anybody that was a part of the test to talk to them about their feedback. But the reality is if we can run in the rain at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the bankings in one and two, then we can sure run on a damp racetrack. I mean, we, we saw those guys pit 
and and I don't know exactly how this correlates to being able to race because obviously you start the race on cold tires. But we saw those guys come down pit road in the cup race, and and pit road was completely soaked, and they didn't have any problems. Now once they put new tires on, they were sliding all over the place. But that 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 tire didn't have treads, so I, I think it's a good thing to at least try because how much time would we have made up, you know, over the weekend if we were able to race on a damp racetrack, which means. After the Titans have made a pass and got all the standing water off, we could have been out there running laps. So I think it helps the TV audience. I think it's entertaining as heck. And the people who paid and took off from work to be there, they get a chance to see racing. I know you probably didn't see this on television, but we definitely had problems getting off pit road. <laughs> like So obviously, if you've watched the race, pit road's tight, especially Martinsville, and you've got to throttle up. And when you throttle up, it kind of kicks the ass end around so you can get out of the pit box. Well, that wasn't happening because you would throttle up and slide and go forward. Like guys that should have had room to get out were getting blocked in because they didn't have grip, which obviously the tires would have helped. But didn't have that problem install one. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Congratulations. <laughs> didn't slide. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I wish we had them this weekend because that would have meant that we would have been gone three days ago. But uh, I think, so the plan is, from what I understand, flat, short tracks is the plan. So you're looking at Richmond, Martinsville, Loudoun, uh, places like that. And I'm all for it. Let's try it. Like, who? Wh- why not? Yeah, I'm all for it. If it adds us, we probably could have kept racing Saturday night a little bit, a little bit more. I mean, we tried racing in the rain with, with slicks, so I don't know why we wouldn't <laughs> do it with tread tires. I will say, uh, I mean, honestly, NASCAR did a great job getting the track dry, and it was still that light mist stuff, but it, the track was good, I thought. Um, All weekend, we were we did a modified race, and, like, they did a great – like, the second it stopped raining in the modified race, we were going back to the roof, yeah. like, yeah. To, to spot again. Yeah, I thought I thought um, they did a good job doing that. When, they, when we went to the roof on Saturday, I was like, like – I got out of the car, and I was like – there's no way. And we get up there, and they're like, put the drivers in, let's go. And I'm like, well, I guess we're going. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. And that confused me, TJ. I got to be, because I mean, obviously, I've always been under the impression that NASCAR would only start a race with the intention of running the full thing that night. And it was obvious we weren't running the full thing that night. Yeah, I don't, you never know, though, because that stuff was, it was the stuff that wasn't really on the radar. And, I don't know. I think you, you. Let me tell you what was on the radar: a monsoon coming right <laughs> at Martinsville. That was my biggest issue. Was yeah. You know that majority of your sport is probably driving back to North Carolina that night. Like I drove home in a monsoon because yeah, it was pretty bad on because, the way home that night because we got forty laps in. Like, was it worth it? Like, what what happens if you know? It just wasn't worth it. The the weather I drove home in was definitely not the worth the forty laps that we got in that night. Yeah, I think you got to make an effort at it though, and and what if the you never know when it's going to break up, so you got to put the effort into it. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to break up. Well, I'm just saying you got to three quarters of the state was covered in green when you have last um, time I looked. When you got that many people there and and that type of an event going on, you can't just call on. You know how many fans would be like? Oh, you just can't do it. There was a window because if it were the not rain. I bet you not. You can't Guess call what? It. it did not rain. Yeah, but you don't know that. Oh, yeah. Drunk I was pretty, or sober, I was you still can't sure. predict the weather. I was pretty sure it was going to rain. So, it changes so, so much. You can't call until it's actually late or like it's at the track. Like, so has NASCAR mentioned or do you guys think this is something that will be Im- implemented this year? Or uh, Yeah. 
hundred percent. I don't think Richmond. I don't think Richmond's nah. gonna be ready, but I think Loudon will be the first just, one they're ready for. I wonder how wet or how heavy of a rain that will go in. I think they they. they I hope you of, guys go in a monsoon. Not, no, <laughs> off. Red's <laughs> like rain <laughs> doing the rain dance. I'm praying for rain in New Hampshire. I mean, you know where you it's gonna rain. You keep talking. Shit, it's gonna be Watkins Glen. <laughs> um, but I. It'll happen there probably. Yeah, uh, we're running it there. I wa- we sp- I spotted for Elliot. Remember we did that race in the rain. I couldn't see sh- there, but it was, yeah. I don't know. Spot on, spot off. Contact between Kyle Busch and Chris Busher triggers a fifteen-car backstretch pileup. Freddie look like an Arca wreck. You ever it see did. It? Ever, like it was a what parking lot back. What there. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Griffin Funeral Home 500. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty interesting. They all it was weird. Thank God we were in front of it. Um, it just looked like I, it was weird. It was a, did you see it? It was a weird looking wreck. Like it was like they got wheels locked, it's synchronized spinning. Yeah, like, like you don't ever see that. At they Martinsville. made contact off of two, and then all of a sudden, both of them just instantly it's spun like a movie. out. Like yeah. they planned it. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I'm. I mean, I looked back, and we were in middle of three and four. I looked over, and I was like. Holy cow! Like <laughs> yeah. this is going to be big. I said, "There's a yellows out. There's a huge wreck off." I the just, two. I just said, "There's a parking lot on the back stretch. Just get ready to stop." I think it's intentional. I think Busher wrecked him in a part purpose. He just didn't mean to wreck himself because they had hit before that, and Busher kind of pinched him down. And when they touched, it was like they got stuck, and off they went spinning. And holy cow! I don't think he wrecked. I think he was trying to pinch just, him. They just kept piling in. It's yeah. look. It's no different than what Harvick did to Bubba early in the race. Bubba got inside of Harvick. Harvick got mad when they came off the corner. Harvick came oh, down on Bubba's right front, either A, trying to knock his fender in, or B, trying to give him a flat tire. And Bubba dang near wrecked. It cocked him 20 degrees sideways. This looked like the same kind of thing, but when they touched and hit, it actually took them both to the left. And then, holy cow, some of those guys are still piling in after that wreck. I won't, I won't give Bubba's quote for that moment, but it'll be on Radioactive, I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> I, I really... I don't think he meant to wreck on purpose, but I do no, think, I think he, he meant to. He was trying to crowd him, but I, who wouldn't at that point? I think I mean, he meant to knock him sideways or get him, get him guy off Guy hit the you door. into the corner, you're not going to give him any room on exit. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think he meant to. Busher's usually a pretty pretty clean driver. Yeah. At some point, you've hard. had enough. So yeah, I, 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 mean, I actually was glad he did it. And, and not, not against Kyle Busch specifically, but at some point, you got to stand, stand up, up and say, yourself, yeah. I'm not putting up with this crap because this sport will run you out of here if you let people run over you. Yeah. And, and literally, I mean, it killed a bunch of race cars. Daniel Suarez throws his water at William Byron after being shoved out of the groove, and Suarez says, I race people the same way they race me. He will have one coming. TJ, spot on, spot off. I mean, spot off because they were coming to the red flag. He could have just walked over to his car and threw him in it or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Portal over his dash. It's electronic. Maybe it'll go out. I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> we touched on this last year. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if anybody's aware, but nothing is ever Daniel Suarez's fault. This whole deal was the crew chief's fault, the spotter's fault. It was William Byron's fault. It was everybody's fault, but Daniel Suarez. I mean, he did get sent. The best. The best thing that happened in this wreck was I told you this yesterday. We we're on the roof. So Daniel go. William's driving by. Daniel pulls his two ice bags out of his fire suit. And he throws him at uh, William, and Bubba's right behind William. He goes, "If I was him, I would have probably used those two ice bags to try to put that fucking fire out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That was a decent sized fire, but <laughs> they just let it burn. Like they were not. There was nobody inside. The things burning to the ground. They're like, ah, he'll be all right. Branding was on point for Camping World, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I am spot off for the fact that William Byron didn't wreck him. He moved him. Moved. Him. People get moved in You're short in the tracks way. all I the did, time. Yeah. And if you're in the way and I'm faster than you are, at some point I'm going to knock you out of the way so I can go on about my business. That's what happened. Now, Daniel later got in the wreck, uh, but that was nothing. The of, next lap. That, that, <laughs> that was nothing of <laughs> William's doing. William just sent him up into marbles. Yeah. I mean, William sent him all the way to the wall. I mean, he did ship him pretty good. Yeah, he did. There wasn't no, like, bump and run. That was like, I'm just, sending you to the wall and that's it. One but, thing we do know is he ain't afraid to throw fists. Daniel Suarez will he'll, yeah, he'll, I, he'll, I mean, he'll swing at you. Yeah, and this is something that William Byron had a good car. And, yeah, Daniel – honestly, Daniel recovered well yesterday. I looked down there at one point. He was coming down pit road under green and lost two laps, I think. Yeah. So, good recovery for him. But, I don't – like, it's I, – I think he's not happy, you know. and He's never I, happy. Well, I don't – I mean – I wouldn't be happy if I was him either. This is – he feels like William Byron started – this is what put him in the position to get wrecked. So is my chair shrinking? Maybe we should do some <laughs> do some shirts called the Mad Amigo. The Mad Amigo. Well, he Start already it. wears that mask that has like uh, yeah the face on it. Yeah, that's from that movie. Uh, well, it's Coco the or it's something. the Day of the D- Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah, Dios. It's not something. necessarily from Coco, but well, that's where it, I mean that's what it's like. <laughs> that's how you know you have kids. <laughs> that's I'm, that's I'm pretty sure that's where it like. His mask is coming from. Okay. Well, spot. I didn't know that day existed until that movie. Oh, I was there. I went to Mexico for it. Don't do it again. Uh, spot on, spot off. Joey Logano gives Martin Truex Jr. his spot back after nearly turning him around with 100 laps to go. TJ. I don't, I don't necessarily know that we gave Martin his spot back. We were just lower on the straightaway. And I think Martin was upset, but we were inside of Martin going into three. And Martin kept crowding down, crowding down, and we hit him a little bit in the quarter panel, and he went up the racetrack a little bit. And then two or three, there was someone else involved in there too, maybe the nine? No idea. Larson. Okay, it was Larson. Mm-hmm. And then they get all jacked up off the corner, and then we come off really low because one of them is really slow in the middle. And it's just Martin's little short tracking. It's never Daniel Suarez's fault. And according to TJ, it's never Joey never Logano's fault. Never Joey Logano. Joey Logano knocked the living shit out of Martin Truex Jr. Martin got mad and Joey let him go. And I actually tweeted, holy cow, I'm surprised Joey let this guy go. That wasn't and, TJ's and, and, idea. And it was because, How do you knock somebody? When... It was because he let him go because he knew Martin was mad and he didn't want to ruin his day. It was smart. Joey Logano raced with a brain. I don't know how you I say. Did, Spot I didn't, on. I didn't, guy, I didn't see any inside, of this. I don't know. If a guy is inside and a guy comes on you, that's not – that's. Did he hit us with his left rear quarter panel? I guess. Is that what so happened? Joey Logano let him get back in. Are you spot on, spot off? He did because he knocked the crap I'm out of the I'm curious on how you think we went in there and knocked him out of the way. I'm sure Jason will My have a video for you. My microphone's high. Who? I think your chair is shrinking. You should put it up. That's the only thing shrinking on him. Uh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think I'm moving. It does. You're definitely moving. Something's moving. This next guy. Casey, if you will continue to oh, run the show. <laughs> Hang on, I almost ripped my headset off. Jesus, man. We're losing chair. a spotter. Um, <laughs> I got a slow leak. <laughs> I can't. James Davidson. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> James Davidson says Rick Ware 
<laughs> Why are you laughing Casey, so? Casey, fucking pull it together. <laughs> uh, sorry. James Davison says, Rick Ware, get your fing son. Effing. I know, but he won't let me curse. You can say effing. Oh, my sorry, God. Get your effing son under control. He is mentally ill. He <laughs> shouldn't be out here. What is going on after multiple incidents between the 15 and 51 in the cup race? And that's because Jason wrote it that way because he doesn't want me to curse. Effing. You should have put effing. You're fing crazy. I don't you're fing crazy. <laughs> That's a new shirt. Fing crazy. Fing. F-I-N-G. It's not a word. This is what happens. <laughs> fing. Can I say that again? Because no. no let's go, go. No, let's right. just keep going. Right fing nuts. Fing no. Fing no. We're not doing it again. <laughs> You're fing nuts. How many times yesterday so did the caution come out because of a car in the 50-somethings? Or the 15? Okay. A lot. It seemed like every ten laps watching on TV. Yeah, they wrecked each other. Like how? That's how bad is getting where the Rick Ware cars good. wreck each other. That's when stuff's getting good when uh, the fifties are hitting each other. I can't. I cannot say that I disagree with James Davidson, but it was. I mean, I didn't see what the wreck. What happened is. right there? But he took. I. I, I was. I kind of caught was it as, bad. Yeah, he tried to wreck it for two laps, and then he finally. You know. You know what wreck it was? It was the like. It was Friday night. When they wrecked, uh, or Saturday night, whatever day, um, there was a car parked against the wall off a of floor. Yeah. That was that wreck. Oh, that <laughs> they was, wrecked yeah. each other like <laughs> so early too. Yeah, like it was like lap thirty. Oh boy! Well, Freddie, fifty somethings. So spot love on. them spot on. Just keep wrecking each other and get your get your asses out of the race, so we don't have to deal with the rest of the night. I, I I am willing to bet that TJ Majors makes more spotting a race than those guys make driving those race cars. 100%. 100%. I mean, and I'm not just money. saying TJ alone, because I think probably <laughs> half the roof makes more. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet that as a spotter, TJ do makes think, more than those drivers. Do you think the son makes anything for driving That's his dad's the thing. A lot of these guys don't make Yeah, he money. makes himself look like an idiot. <laughs> 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 you are making some friends this episode. He's going to race Indy 500 now. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I mean, just I, making a statement. I mean, I mean, I sent out a tweet yesterday that I can't believe some of these drivers continue to get in these shitty cars. And, and who was top of Who are of, you talking about? Who, who was top of mind, believe it or not, when I said that was John Hunter Nemechek because I watched a guy – that I think is a pretty good driver. You know he wasn't in a race. Put himself there. in a bad situation. But what I looked at, I was like, but you know how I think. I think different than everybody oh, else. I know. Oh, so, so, I'm so, well aware. <laughs> but the light that goes off in my head is not somebody in this race. It was, why did Bobby Labonte get in that 96 car? He was a champion. He'd won all these races. Why would you do that to yourself? And then, But the real light that went off in my head was like, John Hunter Nemechek's the smartest guy he, in this race, and he's not, not even in this race because he got out of a car – that's not any good, and went and got in a car to run well and market himself. So I, I was watching all these things go down. So then all these names just start running through my head. I'm like, John Hunter, Bobby Labonte, you know, list goes on and on. Like, why do that to yourself? Terry Labonte, that is getting this late in his career. Why do that to yourself? I'm too competitive to go do that. Plus, when you look at guys, Ross Chastain came to mind. Why would you get in Johnny Davis's car to run 20th in an Xfinity race and turn around the next day getting a car that runs 30th. Like, you're a better race car driver than that. Figure it out. Find a way. Do what Josh Berry just did. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, so many names are going through my head. I was like, why would you do, why would you go out here and be miserable? Didn't James drive a Gibbs Xfinity car at a road course a couple times? 
I think yeah. he did. Yeah. I think like mid, uh, maybe Mid Ohio or another one up. Some yeah. I remember him Road running. America. I think. Yeah, man, I think Road. Uh, it was a couple of them. But they made the announcement: this guy's not going to run IndyCar anymore. He's going to focus on his Cup career. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to tell you something. It ain't going to happen at Rick Ware. You don't think he's going to be able to do it in the 15 or 51 no. or whatever the hell? No, he won't finish saying. on the lead well, lap. Well, you remember the Indy race? He ran the Indy 500 last year. His was the car that caught on fire in the beginning of the race with the, the hub or whatever in the right front. Or so whatever. obviously what you're saying is he makes bad decisions. I think that, I was, mean, that, I, that was a Rick Ware car, I think. What, I, it he, was actually a Rick yeah. Ware car, yeah. yeah it was. <laughs> I think James Davidson, here's a newsflash. Get the f*** away from Rick Ware. <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Oh, well, spot on. Good thing Freddie's not flying today. They wouldn't let him. (laughs) Good thing he's not spotting today or going to the track. Spot on, spot off. Jeb Burton sent to the rear for not (coughs) choosing his restart lane fast enough in the Xfinity Series race. Freddie, you clearly have an opinion. Uh, No. What happened? Ah, well, this is a simple case of they had their minds made up that they wanted to penalize somebody. And we got the penalty. So it is what it is. There was the first restart of the night got waved off because the choose rule got backed up and guys weren't choosing. So that pissed NASCAR off. And it was literally the entire top 20. Yeah, the whole field did it. So then everybody got a warning the first time. Second restart got waved off again. And they picked out, like, I think it was like 10, 9. There's like five or six guys they picked out. So then... For whatever reason, they were kind of keyed up on us. I told Jeb. Jeb was close. He, he stayed closed up. And there was a little little bit of gap when I think the 18 was in front of us, Daniel Hemrick. He chose, like, what happens is you roll up to the choose cone. You're kind of going slow because you're waiting to hear what lane you're going to pick. When you when I say or Brad or TJ says, all right, go top, you pick your lane and you throttle up to that lane. Well, when Daniel Hemrick throttled up away from us, it created a Three car gap, maybe three hundred feet. No, yeah, well, they they told me it was three hundred feet. That's the length of a football field. So that did, is literally I, the length of the front stretch. I of I, I, I went. I asked Tim Berman, who was the race director at the time. I said, you know, what happened there? Because there was a rain delay. We were going back to our cars, and he said, "Oh, you guys had two hundred feet. You had three hundred feet in front of you one restart, and then two hundred the next restart." And I'm like, "Well, I'm thinking in my head. I'm like doing math. I'm like." That's like 70 yards. Like, There's no way you do that in your head. <laughs> no, in my head. I'm so smart, TJ. You don't understand. I use the data. are just 210 feet. Really close. I was close, though, right? <laughs> yeah, like, really close. So uh, I was like, that's a lot. Like, there's that's at least half the front straightaway. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, I don't that's think. That's a lot. I mean, that is. I don't think that we had a 70-yard gap in front of us. But whatever. Like I said, they had their minds made up. They wanted to make an example out of somebody, and it was us, unfortunately. And I, I should thank them because it kind of helped us get track position for later. The main the reason I'm spot off on this is is this a rule? No. It, that if you're not closed up enough, you get black flagged at the choose cone rule. And then if it is a rule, what is closed up enough? And if this isn't a rule, and you made it up on the fly, and you penalize the, the 10 and the 61 for not being closed up, for something that's not a rule, that's where I have a problem. And, and and I say this so many times. We have too many rules in this sport, but this rule needs to be in place if it's going to be a rule. Don't make up something like this on the fly and send two guys to the back because in that particular restart that Freddie's talking about, the minute Freddie said, take the bottom, Jeb went to the bottom. If there was too much of a delay or too much of a gap, it sure as hell wasn't 200 feet. you got to tell them teams, hey, this is a penalizing offense. I, I did, I'm not aware of that. If these other two brilliant spotters are, then maybe they're just there's, more than there's, there than I am. There's no Dude, Clint, rule. 
Clint would you might as well just you, go I to the mean, back. You've been in the back every, every week last yeah. year. Clint just go ahead and line up in the back. Don't even worry. Yeah. Clint needs at least three hundred feet. Because <laughs> he always had a gap. I'm it's I'm spot on and spot off spot off for You can't be both. Imagine that. I've gotta be because I'm spot on because so I'm watching I saw that I'm watching SMT during the and I saw the field, like the pace car, the first car is three quarter way down the backstretch and the end of the field is just off far. I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be good here. They were it was terrible, like the way to get lined up. But we've also talked about fixes for this. We had on the show year uh, one. For year for years. We've talked about a fix yep. for this. So, you know, there and honestly, I don't know why it you're adding 40 seconds to maybe something like that. I don't even know how long a pace lap is there, but it can't be long. But any short track's short. So, I'm spot on for them kind of making cuz it was getting kind of carried away. I'm spot off for you know, somebody having to deal somebody actually having to get a penalty for it because it is race changing, but sometimes like Freddie said, that puts you on the opposite end. You know what I mean? And you survived that part to yeah, get to where you ended we up. We were fine. So. But, the, like, the thing that bothers me about the whole thing is they minimize the effort that we put into choosing a lane. Like, they're like, what's your problem, guys? You, there's only two lanes to pick from. Pick one. Like, okay, that's not the way this works. Well, yeah, like, and there's a lot. <laughs> Listen, man, we we science this stuff out. We, yeah, we figure this stuff out. Yeah, I've got pages of data for what what, what lane works. and, and Exactly. And, We've scienced this stuff out to where, and it's all so fluid, it takes a couple seconds to, you know, and it's it happens quick, man. Pace laps aren't like, it isn't like take a break, you know, get a drink, something. It's like, okay, now you're seventh. You got six cars in front of you. If this guy chooses this, how many, you need to go here. There's a lot more to it now, so and that adds up to it. Yeah, do ju- you like the choose rule? I do, but I also don't think there. When you take it from a local Saturday night short track, your race, you're talking a lot of these places that choose have 18 cars. You're not lining up 36 cars at a short track at, at Caraway and trying to get them all in line in one lap. We've got double the amount, sometimes triple the amount of cars they're doing the choose thing with. Look at Bowman Gray. How many modifies they get there? 20 maybe yeah and and after and half of their what is there 15 really or 15 competitive ones five kind of hang around the back so you're really doing a third of the cars that really matter where they're going to line up the rest of the guys just kind of pick whatever is open so and this is there's a lot at stake so you know it's going to take a little bit actually and we've talked about it just two to go doubling up this time save yourself Give the guys a whole lap to do it. We talked about that before there was even a choose cone. Like, yeah. just double up, get the lap cars out of there, double up, two to go. All right, you're so coming back it, to one to go. One thing that messes this up as well is it gives you an extra lap. We kind of gained on this. The 12 got a penalty really In late. In the middle of the choose. I'm hollering at Joey where he was just going across it, and they're like, all right, 12. I'm like, go to the bottom. He's got a penalty. Go to the bottom. I'm like hollering at Joey there, to go to the bottom. There, uh, You weren't up there, obviously. We are literally the first three cars had already chosen, and they go. I saw it. So the twelve dragged his uh, pit hose, his ho- his gun out of yeah, the box. I was on TV. And I was I was talking about it. The wheels. I'm like, damn. I guess twelve's not getting a penalty here. Like he just literally just dra- he drove over his, his hose and dragged it out of the box. I'm going. Like, I guess he's not getting a penalty. He got away with one. We go to the front stretch, and we got like three cars into the choose. They go uh, 12, 12 to the rear. 12 is in the middle. He chose the bottom, and I'm like, well, take the bottom because yeah. there's one less car on the bottom now. You like, can't have that. That's, that. That should have been, all right, hold on. We're we going to wave reset. this off. We like, reset. We've got to reset 100%, 100%. this because that was, a, that was a monumental screw-up. 
somebody was on the bad end of that. I don't know who it was. I was on the good end of it, but I mean, I was too. But somebody that that chose right in front of us might have chose the lane. Yeah. They didn't. They yeah. would have went I, different. I literally picked the bottom only because the twelve was on the bottom. It's not fair to that guy. Um, honestly, well, we were the next car behind the twelve, so it didn't. You know, I, but somebody got the bad end of it. Yeah, for sure. My favorite topic of the year, probably. Adam Sturm tweeted that NASCAR is working to open its infield back up to guests starting next month at Darlington. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Casey wants to get the driver's wives back in the garage. I actually <laughs> want to get the people in the garage that pay the bills, which are our sponsors. Literally, I am so face? excited that She's NASCAR so is implementing this policy that's going to put our people who pay members. the bills, not the cheerleaders, the f***ing people that pay the bills, back in the garage. Cheerleaders can watch from outside. Excuse me. People that pay the bills need to be inside. Do we need to have a Spot topic on about, Adam Stern. about women and men like paying the bills? What's wrong with you? I said industry members. There's a, members, lot, of there's a lot of members. women who are executives who pay the bills in NASCAR. Stop talking. I literally hate you. You didn't even bring Chick-fil-A this morning. Stop. Spot on. This is a huge step in the right direction for us uh, in all seriousness. We need our sponsors and our VIP guests back inside. And I go for my second vaccine on Wednesday. And uh, this is hopefully enough notice to get everybody an opportunity to get that vaccine and, and get them back in the garage it's, where they belong. If we can all go sit in a suite together then we can dang sure stand outside together. If we could ride on an airplane together. I'm about to do that in a minute. Um, what? So that's the deal? They got to have a vaccine to get in the garage? I or? think that's what's going to happen. I, I don't know exactly what the tweet said. I just saw some people talking about it. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think if you've been vaccinated and you can prove it or you can show up and have a negative COVID test you know, on site, I, th- I think you should be allowed to. I mean, the in. Yankees did it. Yeah, it seems, I think that's the way the baseball's going. Negative, oh, my negative gosh. Test. You see that Texas Rangers game? Yeah, slam pack. 100% capacity. <laughs> like, no, it was like 110% capacity. <laughs> so, but listen, NASCAR has done, we were one, we were the first sport maybe to get well, back. Oh, we were the first sport Yeah, back. we were. And we have not had any hiccups at all. We've had a couple instances where there's been, a, you know, some things happen, but NAS, I mean, it was handled and it did nothing happened from them. Like, it didn't carry over. It didn't lead to anything else. So, NASCAR. Everything they've put in place to get us back and be safe with it um, has been great. So it's great to hear they're they're slowly expanding and doing things like this. And you know, there's some people in the suites already, and uh, this is the next step. So this is big for sponsors, man. It's, this is it's huge for sponsors. It's it's a weird spot, right? Because the sponsors pay a lot of money to be on the race car. They pay for the access. The they access, pay yeah. for the driver to come and sign autographs and to be able to come to their suite or go out to their mobile marketing display. They're not getting any of those things right now, and they don't understand all the time that the NASCAR garage access isn't something that teams pay for. So when all this goes down and the sponsors say, well, I want some of my money back, it's like, well, our costs are still the exact same. We don't pay yeah. less money to NASCAR just because you can't come in the garage. We still have our tire bill. We still have our hauler going up yeah. and down the road. We still have our employees. We still have to buy all these things, and we're still racing 500 miles on Sunday. Those costs 
didn't are change. Still the same. So, so I this is why it's important, man, is because those sponsors are paying for all those things, and they're getting one small piece of it, which is their logo on a race car. So this is a huge step in the right direction for all our sponsors that are out there, no matter what level you're at. If you're a track sponsor, a race team sponsor, or a NASCAR sponsor, huge step, Freddie. I agree. This is I, like mean, a, I think <laughs> I think what's what will be interesting though is there's a lot of corporate policies around like you know bringing people to the track, providing tickets. It can be a liability if something were to happen. So I'm curious to see how sponsors approach it, um, especially as they plan for 2022 budgets, which I know a lot of us already are. So uh, should be interesting. This is like a huge reset for everything too. Yeah. Like now to get back in, you're not just gonna. All right. Yeah. You know. This, these, you four can go bring your family. Like now it's going to be okay. Well, we're bringing these executives, and and it's been a, it's been a huge reset for almost everything. I think NASCAR named a, a new CMO last week, and, and I think you you say the word reset. I am sitting here as a marketer and a sales guy in the sport, and I want to know what their rollout plan is now that we do get quote a reset. Like, how do you go and reengage our fan base? Because look, man. I'm telling you right now, yesterday watching that race on television got on my nerves because they would zoom in so tight and yeah. they would only show one car on the screen or two cars on the screen. And I compare it to if I watched a football game on TV, they don't zoom in on just the quarterback every single play yeah. and then hand off the ball and then stay on the running back. You get to see everything that's going on. And and so when I go to the racetrack, it's a hell of a lot better experience than watching on TV. We yes. are the only sport, in my opinion, that being at the sporting event is better than watching on TV in today's world. And the reason – to TV in today's world has gotten so good is the freaking graphics, the, cameras, the television, yeah, the cameras, um, the fact that you don't have to wait in line to pee, you don't have to wait in line to get a beer. But at the racetrack, you can see so much more than television is offering you. So what is NASCAR going to do to make all these people feel confident? Hey, we got this. We've got the experience. Because right now, there's not a lot there to do. Why? Because there's not a lot of people there. You can't, as a company, say, I'm going to spend millions of dollars if you're pit boss grills to come out here and set up this gigantic marketing display and the governor of Virginia let a 1,000 people come to the racetrack. So I, I'm, ex I'm, ex I'm really excited to see what the CMO and, and the new leadership in the marketing department comes out and says, hey, we need a post-COVID plan, and this is what it is. Do you think – so I, I, know you, I know what you think because we talked about this, but <laughs> campers – you know, we've talked about the fact that it's one. It's all one-day shows now. Is this going to hurt? Our, like, why would you go to the racetrack now if you're only going to see a race on Sunday? That's what we were talking about. And, and if I'm NASCAR, I, I'm worried about that. Because when you get to Phoenix and we look off the back of the roof, it's campers for oh, miles. I mean, it's bigger than probably most towns in the state of Arizona outside of Phoenix. And so how do we attract those people if we're doing a one-day cup show? I'm worried about that. If you're doing one-day shows, you have no. there's no reason why you can't put more series there. I think NASCAR did a great job a few years ago of making, like, or at least the tracks of making it more of an experience where they have concerts on like Friday That's nights after the needed. race. They did a lot more to really fill up the weekend and make it worthwhile. I would do concerts in and the I think I think I see that coming back like safely eventually. But also, I mean, think about some of the tracks that are in pretty cool towns and pretty cool areas like Sonoma. Lots I mean, of races and concerts. It's yeah, expensive right now because gas prices are going through the roof. It's expensive to bring a camper an RV yeah. to a racetrack. Now, think about it. 
are they going to go Friday and Saturday to watch a truck and Xfinity race? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think my family would have growing up. We went on Friday to watch practice and qualifying for the cup cars. We went on yeah. Saturday to watch happy hour for the cup cars. Oh, it just so happened there was a bush race that was going to break out. We went on Sunday, obviously, for the cup race. But cup race. we went to see Dale Earnhardt. We went to see Neil Bonnet. You know, we went to see the cup guys. We didn't go – to see the Bush Series drivers that were coming up through the ranks. Nothing against them. It just wasn't what, what drew us there. So, I, I mean, I think people, Freddie's got a good point. Yeah, but, but a lot of people came because they had garage passes or they had access to the fan walk. There's a lot more to it. And I, I think TJ has a good point, too. I will be the happiest person in the world if they one day have a supercross race like they did at Atlanta Motor Speedway and a NASCAR race the same weekend. Like, I would love to get to that point or bringing another series in to there's still point. There's still no other sport that has the culture that we have. I mean, right. I've, I've camped on infields my entire life, and I'm telling you, you can leave your lounge chairs out. You can leave your coolers out. You can leave your food out. Nobody's going to touch a dang yeah. thing. Right. Our, our fans are so such honest people and, and they're there for a good time most of them bring their families it is truly an amazing event but post-covid how do we make them feel comfortable and how do we make it attractive to them because everything has changed for every sport in this country to me they're there because they're race fans so give them racing if they're one day shows bring the k&n series in there a modifieds. day before Mo- bring the modified run the k&n's and modifieds on friday run run xfinity on saturday trucks whatever bring race cars so race cars so, attract people so with that said we've all seen our grandstands before covid got here right and we've all seen that they weren't for the most part sold out so if we do that tj and and i buy a cup ticket that cost 130 dollars, should that ticket get me in all weekend yeah, I mean, you should I, get a weekend ticket for I, all the races. I, I wasn't a big fan of yesterday. Like, half the race, half the Xfinity race yesterday was spent on the big Jumbotron telling everybody they had to get out. Like, I wasn't a fan of that. Like, yeah. y- But you had to do it, though, because if you I, don't – it's not it's not that they didn't want to let them in I there. Understand. Normally, there's they a, do let them in capacity. there for free. Yeah, they have to go to – and if you, if you have a cup ticket but and you can't you had, get in because Freddie's in there with an Xfinity but ticket. But if you then, had a cup – I would imagine that – I would say, what do you think? Half the people there, at least half the people, had a ticket to both races. Like, you you would think that you're not going to just go to the Xfinity race. Everybody there is to see the cup race. So you're more than likely there for both races. But now you've got to get up, move your own stuff, get out. It was like herding cattle out the gate. It was a, it was a the show to watch. The capacity issue? Yes. Well, it was a th- but, yeah, but 100%. I'm just saying, if you have a ticket to both races, like, you should be able to go – Hey, I've got a ticket for the cup race, too. What, what Don't case, kick case me out. What Freddie is saying is if you had a cup ticket and an Xfinity ticket, they kicked you out after the Xfinity got race it. and made you come back in. Freddie thinks that's dumb. Well, but I mean, well, here, Here's be. what I think is just odd, and this is on the government. This is sitting on NASCAR. I'm in a suite on Friday night. Guess what? Guess how many people were in that suite? However many people had a chair. They, for every chair, there was a human in there. But then you go outside – and they're spread out, and there's their doors. It, 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 it makes no freaking sense what we're doing. Yeah. But anyway, I just want to see a huge rollout of what we're going to do to make this go back to where we were pre-COVID because the world has freaking changed by a lot. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. 
As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver die-cast, hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular driver. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible die-cast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's Martinsville winner, Martin Truex Jr.'s race-winning die-cast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. Even better, they guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. I'm sure they would love to sell you the Joey Logano Bristol Dirt Wind Diecast. <laughs> Time for Reaction Theater. First one is from Sean. Hey, Freddie. Congratulations on getting Bubba up there and leading for a few laps until he wasn't. Ever. Again. TJ, you suck. Uh, <laughs> you stayed out. That's, yeah, that's a good move. Call number two. TJ, I love you, brother. Uh, 75, I don't know, eight, seven, right here. But I'm fucking Western New York boy. Bill's Mafia. Let's roll this thing. But He's been let's drinking. Ru- no, let's do it. I love you, TJ. <laughs> that guy is pretty drunk. I think he smoked a lot of weed. I don't care what he does. I like you him. can't get drunk and love TJ. You got to do something more than drink. <laughs> I like that guy. Well, since we're in a long green flag run right now, and since he just took the leader three wide for some idiotic reason, thought I'd take a moment to shout out Quinn Health. Way to pass Jamie McMurray finally in the point standing with the start of this race. Well done, son. <laughs> Matthew, I love you. That's a good one. Next one. Denny Hamlin is the best second or second place driver in NASCAR. I said what I said. <laughs> said, what he said. Hey Ryan, you're. Call <laughs> <laughs> number five. Hey Freddie, just letting you know we got the beige GMC out in the parking lot in case you want to have Bubba come out and hit us. Like you said, everything out on the track. So. <laughs> All right, we're just sitting here for about the next 20 minutes or so in case you want to come out and hit us like you hit everything else. He Thanks. is not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, when you were spotting, were you good. as drunk as you are right now? No, I was fairly sober yesterday. Andrew, that was the most might, clever one we've got. We look, That's pretty good. Yeah. We, we, looked, we, we looked like one of us was drunk. I think it might have been him. Hi, it's Julie from Sydney, Australia. Just want to give you guys a heads up on the pronunciation of this week's cup race before you record. It's Blue Emu, not Emu. Emu, this is how cows communicate electronically. Emu, a large flightless bird found in the Australian outback. So remember, it's Blue Emu. Love the show. Love you guys. Blue, Blue Emu can kiss my ass. Julie, do you mind doing a voice for my ways? Yeah, can you? <laughs> Julie, let me tell you something about kangaroos. We don't give a shit how you say emu or emu up here in North Carolina. And then there's Brett being an ass. We love you, Julie. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's the best Australian accent anybody from Pageland has ever given. <laughs> didn't didn't uh one of those off topic really quick, didn't that sprint car guy get out and Mc, I, I saw you won. Yeah, he, he said something about Carson. Um he called him a 
bad name. The emu. But he did it in, all, he did it in the accent. He's a bit of a... <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, next one is from Pamela. Woo! Yes! Finally! Finally! Yes! Way to go, Josh! Way to go! Let's put him in that f***ing A-car forever! Yes! Is she the one who she made said 15 finally. grand? She said finally. <laughs> the son of only got like 10 I races. Oh, man. <laughs> He's 13 races in, honey, and he won. You, should, you shouldn't say it that finally. way. Finally. There's guys in the cup series Jason, racing you, for years. Jason, will you please do me one favor? I, I know you're double dipping here, and I love you for it. Will you please play that to Dell Jr. and Mike Davis right in the middle of the show unannounced? Just play it. Because <laughs> that lady deserves to be heard. Dell Jr. deserves to hear that. Yeah. Next one is from Caleb. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Well, TJ, he's gonna block, and Freddie's gonna suck Danny Hamlin off, and Brett, he's always mad, but who cares? He's just a baseball dad. We can't keep Donkey in line, cause Dillner is on his mind. I hope Casey's doing well, cause her husband's in love with Christopher Bell. <laughs> Well, you guys suck, and so does this show, so I'm going to listen to the Dill Jr. download. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that's really good. That's the best one yet. That is really good. We have a new winner for I, Reaction I, Theater. I'm still, I'm still partial know, that, to Peyton, but. That get that out of Dilder's ass <laughs> was still my favorite. But oh, that Christopher Bell line, I know. that was a good I, one. I do find myself sometimes singing that during Blake Shelton <laughs> intro, though. I, I've caught myself singing it I all the time. And I feel like an idiot when I do it. Well, you are an well, idiot. Well, you are. I'm like, so. As soon as I see Jason walk in here, that song pops into my head. Get out of. Yeah, I mean. That's Baseball, Dad. We had a. Oh, I had a good weekend. You didn't have such a good weekend yesterday, but that was fun. Yeah, we kicked tail on Saturday, and we got our tail kicked on Sunday. It was, it's was, all right. We uh, It's our first tournament of the weekend. We were the number one seed going into Sunday. We just didn't hit the ball, but that's all right. Bodie had a new strategy yesterday, though. He was playing left center field for the first half of the game, and he would just let the ball roll by him. That way they'd let send the guy to second, and then he'd pick the ball up and throw the kid out of second. He was baiting him. <laughs> like, he got in the van. I was like, buddy, great strategy today. Let the ball go right between your legs and throw them all out of second. I mean, he was like three for four doing it. And I was like, man, uh, we got to work on this. But he's he's kind of new, newer to the outfield. He'll get it. The ball jumps around on that uneven, uneven grass, you know. Yeah, bounce. It was fun. It was fun. Saturday was fun. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash borba. Door bumper clear and click the message icon. We'll play the best ones each week on the show. Yeah, thanks for the song, Caleb. That was great. Yeah. It was a good job. Yeah. Offer pad question of the week. Ready, since you are sober, do you have a man cave in your home? If so, what's in it and where is it located? It's John's room. It's John's room. John <laughs> took over my man cave. Uh no man cave. I'm I'm in the process of maybe building one, but John did take it over for iRacing. Does that mean so. you're sealing off the garage? No, the garage is still is parkable. Going to be the it's still parkable, but it's it's usually the party room. But when everybody comes, I think over. you got to make the garage a man cave or make your like dining room a man cave. the The front room is going to be the was the plan. What's the holdup? John John took it over. It's his iRacing room now. <laughs> Sounds uh, like it's a man cave already because yeah. I don't see <laughs> Megan in there. <laughs> uh, so no man cave, but we're working on it. I've got a man cave slash office, and if you guys watched me and Freddie and Hannah do the broadcast last year when we were doing the iRacing stuff, 
that was from my quote man cave. I just got a lot of cool memorabilia from the years in there. A lot of racing stuff, a lot of non racing stuff. Big ass bear. Um, there's a big black bear in there. There's another <laughs> big big black bear coming that's a lot bigger than the one that's in there. Uh, a couple deer heads. So that's definitely my go to place to get away from everybody else. It's getting on my nerves in my house, which is frequent these days. No, that's the exact opposite. You're getting on their nerves. Yeah, but honestly, that's where they get rid of you. <laughs> it's my favorite room to watch TV in because I can go in there and turn the TV up as loud as I want to and nobody's fussing about it. TJ. I don't really have a man cave. My office, maybe. The man cave that I, when we moved into this house, I thought was going to be upstairs in slash playroom now, which uh, <laughs> it has a plastic slide in there that Freddie would not fit through. Um, a couch. Toys, dollhouse. Oh, kids, kids take over every room. They That's what Chad's room. man cave has become. He has an iRacing sig and now a rig, and now it's the playroom. Where's the Christopher Bell shrine room? <laughs> Anyways. Well, congratulations, Casey. I got to roll because I got to get to Nashville, but congratulations on making up a word today. Uh, yeah. Fing, F-I-N-G, no. will be added to the dictionary. It's my mistake. And I have to give you an for... award for it because I have to leave. What an idiot. It's, it's honestly because I forgot to read the show sheet before I got here. I'm really sorry. I thought it was Jason trying to tell me not to curse, but you can curse. I failed. It's Your fine. face, whenever he said wives in the garage, you were cussing without cussing. <laughs> Especially because I'm was so mad today since we had another rain out and Chad's still not home. I think he's on his way. Wyndham texted me that they were getting on a plane. He so better be on his way home. All right. <laughs> hey, Brett. What's up? Get the out of here. Yeah. I'm out. You boys have fun. Uh, <laughs> Who's your pick? Well, he picks last. Well, I'll so pick maybe, last. Yeah, y'all so let's do it now. You go, who goes first? TJ. TJ, go. Shoot, man. You can't. Where Put are we going? Where are we even going? Rich Richmond. Long. Oh, Why is Xfinity Series not at Bristol, not at Richmond? I know they're not at Bristol because of the freaking dirt, but come on, man. These are two awesome racetracks. The Xfinity Series needs to be at these places. Um, Try to buy you some time. I know. I'm, I'm, I don't want to pick the guy that I want to pick because they've been way off this year. Yeah, the guy I want to pick's already been picked. I'm going to roll with Kyle Busch. You that's who I was going to pick. Yeah. Point. My day just got better. Martin <laughs> Martin Huff. Truex Huff. Quinn Huff. What? Mark Truex, a short track ace lately. Guy couldn't win a short track to save his life. Yeah, now he wins them all. Now they named a track after him. Man, I'm going to have to be careful here because I don't. I, I want you guys to go head to head. I don't know that I have anybody even good enough to run with those two that you picked. And TJ stole my pick. So I'm going to go with. Winner. Yep. It's Half. Remember, we've already oh, got trouble Yeah, for I was going to say, Huff what? what magic I'm going to load up on the blocking machine, Mr. Joy Logano. Oh, nice. Good luck. 22. Hey. Have fun. Probably Y'all have fun. Them. I'll have a beer for you guys in Nashville tonight. Don't and have any for me. I've had, a, a I've had enough. <laughs> See y'all. Yeah, thank God that is out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us to get our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So, Freddie, what were your more than fast moments this week? I got to say, my more than fast moment was old Josh Berry putting the bumper to Ty Gibbs. I had looked up and I thought there was going to be some fireworks because this was probably one of Josh's last opportunities or best opportunity to win a race, and, and he got it done. So, kudos to him. Put the bumper to the guy, get out front, and control the race. Yeah, I got to go with uh, my um, 
More than fast moments going to be Matt D. Benedetto uh, finishing P12 after multiple incidents, trips down pit road, missed the big wreck. I, when he missed the wreck, I actually seen him crashing into the wall on the outside going by the 47 and uh, still rolls home with a P12. So good job, Matt. That's my more than fast moment of the week. We like it fast here on Door Ripper Clear. But what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of action for our Xfinity X-Fi. More than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X-Fi. With speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity X-Fi, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful, secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X-Fi, more than fast moments, and don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. It's time for Fast Lane, our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence levels of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. Should ask us Brett questions. Yeah, Brett didn't get his. He he gets a zero. Done. I bet we can get all his right. Freddie, you're first. Go ahead. First one. How many laps did Bubba Wallace lead on Sunday? 23. (laughs) Name one of two drivers who scored their best career cup series finish on Sunday. No idea. What fast food restaurant does Brett think has the best french fries? McDonald's. Who was the first European to study these stars through a telescope? Da Gama. What? I don't know. How many centimeters is equal to one decimeter? (laughs) Centimeters? Uh, Ten. Yeah. Wow. That was such Impressive. a yes. Yeah, it was going to be 10, 100, or 1,000. You picked 10. <laughs> so both James Davison and Josh Balicki scored their best Aristotle? career cup finishes. Are you me? I was supposed to guess that. Yep. And um, Galileo was Gal- the first Galileo. one to see the uh, star through the telescope. All right. That was very impressive. Three out of six. TJ tried to beat that. Good luck. TJ, first one. We led four laps. <laughs> TJ, <laughs> how many laps did Joe go Four. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How many cautions? How many caution laps were run in the Cup Series race? Oh, seventy-five. Which fast food restaurant does Freddie think has the best French oh, this fries? Is a good answer. Cookout. That's a good one, though. Who invented the law of gravity? I quit. How, what? How many degrees does the Earth turn in twenty-four hours? Three sixty. All right, good job, Damn it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Logano led uh, six laps. You're pretty on it when you're drunk, not drunk. left over. <laughs> 102 caution laps, and Freddie thinks Checkers has the best. Six. Oh, you got the question right. Checkers has the best French fries by far. I don't remember. I haven't had Checkers, and yeah. they got the best French fries. Just so you know. They still have those? Yeah. I haven't seen one in a while. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Oh, Brett already said me. Jason, honestly, you should share the one idiot thing because you also made the typo on the show sheets. So... <laughs> oh, no. I didn't make up a word, though. <laughs> I just said what was on the show sheet. I trusted I put, you. I put it like that every week. Like, every uh, time we have was, to was that, Ron I Burgundy? Literally... I just read what's on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happens when I'm not sleeping and don't read the show sheet. But you're going to bring him breakfast. I'm not going to bring him breakfast. That was... You said you're going to bring him Chick-fil-A. Who's Chad? Who? What are you gonna no, I'm going to make breakfast. All right. What an idiot. TJ, who you got? You. <laughs> <laughs> it was already taken. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, I got to give it to the guy that was going to put the fire out and pulls the hose out of the back of the truck. <laughs> he wasn't and it's not close. long enough to get to the fire. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that I know he was trying to get there, but like. It wasn't enough. I think we've all been in a situation where yeah. your hose is not long enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> he came up short right there. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? In the back of the stage truck, there's a guy, there's like a reel yeah. with a fire hose on it. He yanks it and it comes out. And uh, <laughs> and this he goes right up there. And it's, it's still hooked around the back of the truck. And he's got about another 20 feet to go. Like. <laughs> I feel so bad for some of those guys because if they make a mistake, like the camera's always the on them. Bowman, Bowman burned yes. that one guy to the ground. You remember that one? Oh, that was the worst. I felt and so honestly, bad. And they're just doing their no, job. No, yeah, they're, those guys are really good. Um, uh, that was a probably one of the bigger fires that we've had in a while. Like, well, the problem was they let it burn for about ten minutes before they got over there. I actually was uh, getting ready to head down the elevator with some marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> No, they uh that was a pretty decent sized fire. I don't know if they saw the fire that quick. And I don't know. It, it was just tough to see there too. There's shadow right there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh whoever decided we should try to race on Saturday was probably an idiot. <laughs> um I mean you're making tons of friends this episode, so feel free to yeah, just, just keep James keep Davidson, his comments are an idiot. Uh Cody but is Ware. He right? Yeah, he's right because Cody Ware's an idiot. Um, <laughs> Everybody's an idiot. Freddy. <laughs> I'm an idiot because I stayed out too late last night. Josh, ba- what an idiot. For Josh Berry passed out last night too early. That's an idiot. You That's- know what? I'm changing my what an idiot to, to Freddy. To you. <laughs> because, number one, you're probably uh, going to have 17 calls this week. Um, number two, we're all leaving the racetrack and. We're all carrying a pretty decent rate of speed. Oh, that cop? <laughs> and we all get in the right lane for a reason. And here comes Freddie in the fast lane. I f- so Motoring by everybody. And then he get, and we're all like, uh, Freddie, yo. I saw him. Yeah, eventually. But, but I got track <laughs> position. 
<laughs> um, and then the, you the best part out. was I forget who was in, I don't know who it was in front of me, but I flashed my light. There was a car like five car lengths out in front of me, and I flashed my lights to get Lambert over because I thought Lambert yeah. wanted to go over. So I flashed my lights and moved Lambert over. And the poor guy in front of me, I think, thought I was—he stopped and moved over. I was like, "Ooh!" Freddie lost sorry. about eight mile an hour whenever he that guy moved, and he saw the reflective stickers on the back of that car. And then he, and <laughs> then he like, then he slowed down to almost a speed limit. And then he no, like crept up to about, speed limit. then he crept up to about six over and kind of felt it out a little bit. And he was still well, then, gaining on that him. That cop got off the next exit, I know. so then the, the green flag was back. <laughs> so, so I was worried that the cop got off the exit, and I thought he was gonna. Get Come right back, back on. on just to check, and uh, I was like, "We're all done right here." But yeah, Freddie runs up on a cop, and he's like, we're, we're, he, "There was so many warning signs." And Freddie's like, "Hey guys, well, when the, when the guy moved over, I felt obligated to go around him. Like yeah, I, I mean, felt bad kinda, that I flashed the lights at him." Yeah, you kind of got to make your move at that point. Eat the ticket. The race after the race. Oh, the race it after was the definitely race is a race after the race. Best. We're gonna have a. We're going to have a track blocking incident in that little <laughs> weaving section. Somebody's going to get in somebody's quarter panel. car pile up down 85. No, it's going to be in that section about six, seven miles up road from the track where it's windy through that wooded area. Yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. wide through there. It's already iffy. Freddie, since we have you at such a fine moment in time for your yeah, What do you think mindset? about Megan? <laughs> uh, anything else you want to rant about? Anything you want to say? It's off. Yeah. I'm good. Wyndham's texting me again. What does he got to say? We're texting back and forth, don't we? Oh, he said he can't wait to listen. Thank you, as always, for listening and to our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Uh, don't forget to tweet, comma, comment, like, tweet, share. Tweet, comma. <laughs> she wants punctuation, folks. Like, we need yeah, punctuation. Uh, every time you say a sentence, say period at the end. I literally can't talk, so I'm going to close out the show Which right one now. of us is drunk again? I can't remember. <laughs> I wish. And uh, also, did, did you know that I think they named streets after Brett, too? Yeah, one way. Yeah. Like All school right. on Sunday. No <laughs> class. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. All right. We'll talk to you after Richmond. Word. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.